0: We are up to simon Kufnun, we just finished the halachas of Kriya Setorah, and we're about to begin the halachas of Beis HaKneses. We'll be doing the first three si'ifim of Kufnun. Kofin b'nei livnos Beis the city folk, the people in the city, can force one another to build a shul. The Lashna Rambam that the Mishtubur brings down is that wherever you have ten Jews, if you have a minion of Jews, they can force one another to, to raise the money for the sake of building a shul. The Liknos Torah, Nevi'im, Uksuvim, and to buy Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. The Mishtubur mentions that uh, Torah, Nevi'im, and today would mean whatever Svarim are learned from. Since we do not really learn from from. Uh, from Sifrei Torah, uh, Navim, um, Ksuvim. We'll use a Sefer Torah for Kriyas uh, and places where they lay in the Navi from the Navi. Those are used, and Megillas from for, for the Megillas, But otherwise, we do most of our learning from regular Svarim. So there's a Chiv for the Shul to go and buy. We can force one another to provide Svarim for people to learn in. Uh, so that includes Gemaras and so on. He, he mentions that. In fact, the Mishnabur mentions that you have to have svarim for young and old to use, so that if there are different svarim that are being used by young and old, the shul has to provide that as well. Now, obviously, the shul also has to provide a shul and a place that is appropriate to learn, so that you have to have a base that is large and comfortable enough for people to be able to sit and learn. Now, if you do not have enough people to raise money to, to, to actually build a shul, then you can at least force everyone to rent a shul. And there's actually a difference in the way you collect the money for building and renting. When you're dealing with building a shul, so everyone gives their share in accordance with what they can afford. Affordability is what determines your share. Whereas when you're dealing with renting a shul, the halach is that everyone gives an equal amount. You take the, the amount that it costs to rent a shul, and then you divide that by the number of congregants you've got. The Mishtubur discusses the issue of a place where there's a shul, and now you want to make another shul. So if the first shul does not have enough room to really hold all of the mispalalim, to hold all of the the, the townspeople or the people in the community, then of course there's a chiv to go build another one, and whoever stops people from building one um, is is, uh, denying them the mitzvah. Whereas, if the shul can fit everyone, it's just now we have a group of people that wants to break off and make another shul. So first of all, the Mishtubur brings down that there's an iser of being nifra, there's an iser of breaking off, and it causes machlokis and whatnot. It is usher to break away from its to make a new shul, unless there is already machlokas, meaning a shul where things are not running smoothly, you find that there's lots of fighting, that's a chilol that's not the way to run a shul. There, the best way to keep the peace is to divide, actually go and split off and make another shul. But if there's any way of seeing to it that the shul, with its diverse collection of congregants, will continue to function without machlokis, that is the ideal. There's no mitzvah to have lots of different shuls for lots of different people or kinds of people because they can't get along with one another. Belez Brera, that's what you've got to do, but ideally people have to, lo- have to learn to get along and really have one big shul. Um, that's what the Mishnah Brewer brings down. Siv Bez, the halachi is that you're supposed to build a shul in the highest part of town, of the city. Not only that, Not only that, you have to first find the highest part of town and then build the shul in a way that it is the largest building, is the highest building in town, but that is referring to buildings that are in use. Afuke baronios um, that does not go for Bironios, Pirish, Asuyim Lenoi. Buildings that are only there, they're not functional, no one really lives in them, they're just there for show, they don't count. Towers that are not used. What happens if you have a building and atop it you have a slanted roof? There's no way that you can use that roof. That means, if you have a slanted roof, if there's an attic under that roof, then you'll have to measure from the top of the attic. If there is no attic under the roof, you'll actually measure from the the top of the top floor. So the shul is supposed to be the highest building. The uh, the Mishnah says that that uh, that, that it, it is not ma'akev. It won't make the shul puzzle if there's a higher building than it. But you but you really should not be building the shul in a low part of town. Hagol v'shasat chak oshiyesh mitzvahs malchus. It's the shasat hak or there's a government rule. Sheno rishon Livnos beisakneses kedino that you cannot build a, a shul the way the way you want to. You can even make a minion in the house. Even though there are people that are living on the second floor, you're still allowed to build, you're allowed to daven in a place like that. So long as they keep it, we'll see later what that means. So the halachi is that if necessary, you can even daven in an apartment on a low floor. Um, but you're supposed to... Um, uh, you're supposed to uh, build a shul and build a shul that is the highest point in town. is um, And you should, the, the Rishabur says that you should really be nizar as much as is possible. Now in the Bira he mentions the Ran, who learns that these places that don't count are places that that, uh, that are not uh, are not made for living. But in a place that's made for living, even if the top part of it is not, it would still count. According to him then, a slanted roof, even though there's no one living under it, only uh, the floor beneath it, you would have to count actually from the top of the slanted roof because once it is a building that is in use, then we go by the highest part of it, not by the highest part that is in use. So uh, he is khoshesh for this run, And, he, and there is makam uh, to be machmir. Now in building a shul, there's a bir al who brings a birkei Yosef not to build a shul by way of a non-Jew especially if you're building a dome, you shouldn't have a non-Jew do that. Whereas fixing up the roof, tarring the roof, for example, is allowed to be done by a non-Jew. Further, Siv Gimel, yosumi Someone who raised his home higher than the shul. He went and built the shul higher than, uh, built his house higher than the shul. There are those who say that you can actually force him to go and, and bring it down. Um, says the Ramavim, that if you have a, a building that in one corner is higher than the shul, that's also enough. So the Mishthabur mentions that's only if the building is actually higher in the corner, not if you've got a piece of metal sticking out of the building that makes it higher. We're talking about if the building proper is higher than the shul, only then do we go and, uh, only then do we go and force him to lower it so that the shul will remain the highest building in the city.